From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and this episode we have the entire leadership team at Potomac. And so, you know, normally we do company updates where we send out emails to advisors, whether it's quarterly, monthly, or, or ad hoc. And we kind of decided last quarter that we were just going to do this, um, you know, build in public concept where we'll give company updates, public facing on the YouTube page, and just openly discuss, you know, the, the things that went well, the things that didn't go well, and what our plans are for the next quarter. So with Q1 ending, we wanted to uh, jump into your inbox with uh, updates from across the different silos of Potomac, from marketing operations, um, advisor education, and uh, executive level as well. So let's start with Jeffrey, who is our director of advisor education. Jeff, I've been saying Jeffrey just to with you are you good with that look uh, i've been called a lot of names some of them worse than others <laughs> jeffrey is kind of in the middle so i'm good all right jeffrey's good <laughs> actually if I, for, all right what's up what do you what's uh what did you accomplish anything this quarter nah no actually i did um so one of the things that I, we, we accomplished we're always looking for an uh additional strategists to bring to the table for our advisors and I say this, uh, you take it with a little grain of salt, right? My objective, I've said this before, if we end up with 40 or 50 for our, our multi-strategist TAMP that we call Union, if we end up with more than 40 or 50 after 10 years, I'd be shocked and probably a little disappointed because there just aren't that many good managers out there. So one of the firms that we have brought to the table for a select uh, you know, situation is a firm called Miller Tayback. It's a muni manager, custom muni portfolios, uh, a relatively small shop in the fixed income game. Uh, but I've known the, uh, the founder of that firm for many, many years and, and done good business before. And so we were pretty excited to be able to bring in a, a custom solution for that scenario. Right? Not every advisor has a bunch of accounts that need a, a custom muni. But when you do, it's a real value add when you have somebody who can do it well. So. Well, and also if, if Biden's tax plan goes through, you know, you probably get a... <laughs> A lot of demand for munis, probably. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, it's it, it like I said, it's one of those things. You you need to have a few bullets to to fire when necessary, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, something else that's pretty exciting is we've started to do more, continue to do more business with a firm called Brookmont Capital. And uh, here in another week or two, I think we'll be releasing the uh, an interview that I did with their president and chief investment officer. So uh, so we're pretty excited and pumped about that. I know we did want to last quarter for Kim Arthur from Maine Management. And so that's something that we got good feedback on and we're going to continue to bring that to the table, you know, interviewing somebody maybe every quarter, uh, one of the key key persons from some of these different firms that we're doing business with. Cool. And something that's been a thorn in our side for years has been a a proposal system. What uh, would you uncover? Yeah. So it's, it's taken a lot of work and the challenge I would say before dealing with the proposal is to have everybody go listen to our Blowing Up Benchmarks podcast. If you do that, then have a conversation with me about proposals. 
because one of the things that was important for us as we move forward is to be able to have that link between maximum drawdown and a proposal. And we're, we're now going to be able to bring another tool to the table that's really going to clean that up a lot. And uh, I can run a proposal in less than two minutes. It's pretty sweet. We're just waiting on some final disclosure to be done, um, you know, and, and run through a, another one more review to make sure that everything's clean like we expect. And, uh, and we'll be bringing more info about that moving forward. Perfect. And before we move on, you are the person that talks to the most advisors. Uh, what's yeah. going on in the industry when it comes to your advisor conversations? Yeah, I think you know the biggest. Jennifer and I were talking about this a little bit before. Uh, the biggest trend I see is the fact that we are becoming a. Uh, it sounds funny and probably a little self-serving, but we're becoming a trustworthy friend, confidant in this business. I mean, I'm having more and more conversations with advisors that are trying to figure out whether it be they want to go out on their own and have their own RIA, or they want to change from a TAMP they're at to a new TAMP, or they're trying to figure out how to do, find a good strategist or combine stuff, right? Those are things that they're coming to us and asking questions because of some of the content we've produced. Um, and and I, I, I welcome that because, hey, maybe they're a good fit for Union, maybe they're a good fit for Potomac, maybe not. But you never know. We love having those conversations because maybe even if they're not, the next advisor that's a, a buddy or a friend of theirs uh, is, right? And we're going to walk away with a, they're going to walk away with a good taste in their mouth. So that's the biggest trend is that we are being trusted to come to, to say, we're not sure what we're looking for exactly, but this is where we want to end up. And how do we get there? What things should we be looking for? Um, you know, that's our, that sort of conversation, which is an interesting trend. Right, it's not ESG. It's not well, those it's, sorts of things. I mean, it's a different kind of trend. It, it's it's funny how that works when you actually tell the truth. Um, you know, fintech should take <laughs> note here. And, and um, but uh, and, and don't yeah. try and give them a sales pitch. That's the other thing, right? That's the reason that we're becoming trustworthy. So, all right, cool, uh, Jennifer. With that being said, let's jump to you. Operations. What's uh, what's new in your world? Yeah, this last quarter has been pretty crazy. This this whole last year, in fact, um, we realized that Caitlin and I could not handle <laughs> all the incoming accounts and requests from advisors with the um, substantial growth. So we reached out and we hired two new operations associates, uh, Chelsea and Jamie. They were hired at the uh, fourth quarter of 2020. Once they got up and trained this quarter, we transitioned. We split the country in half. Jamie's at the West servicing advisors and Chelsea's at the East. Just in the past two and a half months, they've opened approximately 225 that's awesome. um, accounts, which is phenomenal for two yeah, people. That's, that's huge. Yeah, and it's about $35 million. So the service model that we have seems to be working. We're definitely committed to providing high quality customer service. Even with our growth, we don't want that to ever decline. And so, you know, as we grow, obviously, you know, it presents more challenges. And uh, some of that is, is keeping up with it, custodians, technology, anything new on that front. And I know that we could sit here and probably talk for 45 minutes, if not more on that. But uh, uh, for brevity purposes, pick, pick the, the, one, <laughs> the one thing you want to talk about here. Yeah, I could talk for way more than 45 minutes on this topic, but a few things jump out. Fidelity did make a very uh, heavy-handed decision back in February. They no longer allow us to submit paper applications and wet signatures for most of their paperwork. Uh, instead, we have to use their online account opening tool. 
Um, so that made us stop and reevaluate our custodians, um, have to redefine some of our paperwork processes. And so we also started exploring a new custodian. So the third custodian we are in talks with to eventually offer is Apex, which of course has been in the news a lot lately. Um, the other big technology uh, addition on my forefront is streamlining our back office because we do want to maintain these high levels of customer service, These, um, but still we're a small organization. We need to look at our own systems and bring them up to date. Um, and I think by doing an overhaul of some of our back office systems, we're going to be able to find more efficiencies and make our our processes so much smoother and less manual. Well, you know, Jen, you and I talk about this quite often, and we started looking through our own processes and, and come to figure out uh, how bloated I, some of the, the procedures are and, and how we go about, you know, our advisors don't see that, right? But but we see that, and, and that's become kind of the... Uh, the thing we want to tackle the most in 2021 is is trying to make it as well oiled as possible, and that's really going to fall on your shoulders when it comes to um, getting those workflows uh, uh, properly set up. And so we're we're all looking. It's the work that no one sees, right? It's the uh, it, it's the bottom of the the cruise ship that's making everything run. Um, hopefully, it's not getting stuck in the Suez Canal. Yeah, and it's interesting because with this union UMA transition, as we're taking a deeper dive and talking more one-on-one -on -one with our advisors and learning their processes and what they do, we're able to see some manual things on their part. You know, as a company, Potomac has always been very tech forefront. Um, and we are very good at trying to streamline and find efficiencies places. And we've been able to see the things that our, these advisors are doing and make suggestions, um, whether it be new reports, queries, um, project management software, business intelligence tools, we're really able to make some uh, recommendations that have worked well for us and that they've gone on to implement and, and really been happy with. Yeah, we've, we've ended up saving a, uh, a ton of folks a lot of time just by offering some suggestions on reports and, and different queries that we can run. So that's, uh, that's come across my desk a couple of times as well. Awesome. Christopher, I know you hired some, some babies recently. How is that turning out for the marketing department? I'm excited to meet some of the new employees at the conference. You know, I have to say that uh, selfishly for me, this was a, a fantastic quarter as we went from a department of one to a department of three. Uh, yes, we hired two people, Martina Bita and Jordan Cordiner. Um, interesting how it's sort of come together. As you said, they're they're both, this is their first like real job out of college. Um and though they were both hired as marketing associates, they've they've really fallen into two very different roles. Martina is more sort of creative focused. She's proven to be a very good designer. She's an excellent video editor and just added a lot of depth to the amount of content that we can create. Jordan yeah, is absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's just every every she rarely a day has gone by that she has not surprised me with her design skills um and just elevating the 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 level of work that we're putting out. Jordan has proven to be very analytical and has really gravitated to the SEO side of what we do, diving into our email marketing, finding ways for us to 
be more effective in the work that we're already doing. And so not only has our output increased, this podcast is a great example. We went from publishing once a week to twice a week. We went from one show to four. Um, We're talking about everything we're doing in marketing on the Marketing Build and Play show. But we're also taking that the, the execution of it, the publishing of it to the next level with the work that Jordan is doing in researching topics from an SEO standpoint, using uh, different publishing tools with YouTube to just take what we're doing um, to, to, into a whole nother space. And I think we're already starting to see some of the, the fruits of that work with um, I mean, gosh, the last episode of Industry Gossip had like 3,500 views. I, who are these people? How bored are we? Um, so really exciting. And, and, and what was cool was that, you know, this, this last quarter was, was getting everybody on board, finding their strengths, getting into the role, learning our systems. But next quarter uh, is where, where the real fun begins. We already have two new big campaigns uh, planned out and ready to go. They'll both drop as surprises. I think they're going to be really different, unique. Yeah. On brand for Potomac from a fun level standpoint. Uh, Way to just, you know, not only get our name in front of uh, advisors, but but engage with them in a fun way. So... um, yeah, I'm 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 proud of them and I'm proud of the work that we've done and I I look forward to seeing what we can do now that all of the pistons are starting to fire. Perfect. Yeah, if I could, I want to throw something in there because you mentioned yeah, the the industry gossip had like 3500 views. For those that haven't maybe looked at the actual view level of our different podcasts and different content we've kicked out, I think prior to that, uh the maybe the pre, the first industry gossip had like 1500 so yeah, you're talking about more than doubling the, yeah. and it hit that in like a day or two. I mean, it was just, oh, boom. Yeah. everybody and their mother jumped on it. So, yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I mentioned this on industry gossip, but, but the views, but the engagement too, it's, it's not just people clicking on it. They're, they're sticking around to watch. So that's, that's encouraging. Yeah. That's exciting for us. You know, we, we always said the first couple of years, you're just making, making, making content, content, content. And then now you can start, you know, adding the icing to the cake and, and really refining the process. So uh, thank you, everyone, for your thoughts. Uh, so high level, a uh, couple of th- uh, comments on AUM. I just want to put this in perspective. So last year around this time, 331, 2020, we were hovering around 140 million. Uh, depending on the market and how the rest of the month finishes off, we are closing in on 400 million. And so obviously that has been a tremendous uh, amount of growth. I had conversations all the time where they try to pinpoint you like, you know, what led to that? And it's, it's everything. It's, it's, you know, the market has helped, obviously. Uh, it's marketing, it's operations, it's products, it's, it's everything, right? And I'm the Marcus Limonis guy, people process product in that order. And, you know, that's that's a big driving force here. And, you know, so with that, you know, we have 
plans for staff and growth. We filled out marketing, um, probably looking at possibly a copywriter at some point. Operations right now we filled out. Uh, I can see where you're probably going to need another person, maybe two, depending how things um, roll out this quarter. But finally, we're going to address the other two, investment management and also um, for lack of a better word, the sales side. So we're looking uh, to give Jeff some help to help um, educate advisors and service advisors. So Jeff's in the process right now of, of interviewing um, and, and talking to folks there. Uh, and then we just brought on Dan Russo, uh, which you'll get, uh, should by the time you see this podcast, you'll get updates on that to join the investment committee. Uh, first time ever that we've went outside of our walls to to accomplish that. So we're excited about the, the, the growth in the company and the growth in the staff. And, and number one, we're still dedicated and always will be to, to customer service, transparency, and, and just telling the truth, really. And, and I know that sounds like everyone says that, but it, not everyone delivers on it. Um, and so we also have, from a high level, um, you know, uh, the, the Potomac Conference that's coming up in September. Uh, we're, we're starting to get the ball rolling on that. Uh, I wasn't that confident about it a couple months ago, but now that more and more people are getting vaccinated, I think this is it's going to happen. Uh, it, it'll be our biggest one yet, um, and I, everyone's pretty excited about getting to, to see people in person, right? Zoom is cool. These podcasts are cool, but, but nothing replaces... Um, being able to to have that uh, that human uh, relationship and, and and spend time with each other. Um, overall, our, our plan is continue to to push content out um, to be as transparent as possible. We're starting a daily market update in a week and a half, uh, two weeks, depending on when this podcast goes out, uh, and we're going to continue to push the envelope on providing as much value as possible for advisors to. Uh, consume and then you know decide if they want to work with us and so any closing thoughts from anyone uh in uh, in the group here before we kind of wrap this up i'm i'm just pumped about the conference i mean i i can't you know having to skip last year finally being able to see some of the top advisors and 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 have some of our uh, other strategists and things that we utilize in our union uma come together uh that's just that's phenomenal it's really, I'm really excited about it. And just, yeah, just sharing a meal and a drink and just. Absolutely. Know. Well, yeah, that's. Oh, wait, just that one drink? That's, granted, you know. that's what I was going to say. She, she said oh, yeah, just that's one drink. A, hey, that was a, that was a, hold on. That was a funny tweet the other day where someone yeah, said something. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. I haven't met 40% of our staff. Yet. I know. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's true. We can all meet each other for the first time. So. All right, let's wrap this up. Do we want to do any recommendations, or we probably don't have time for four recommendations? Ah, let's sit. Christopher, why don't we pick on you? Yeah. You got anything new in your life besides Star Wars you want to recommend? <laughs> you know what I do? Um, I, I'm holding it in my hand. Uh, it is called an Ember Mug, and it is literally a Bluetooth-enabled heated coffee mug that keeps your coffee at a perfect 135 degrees for as long as the battery holds. And it is one of the best additions that I have made to my home in recent years. I would highly recommend, if you are a coffee drinker, to pick one of these up. You know, that should go in the conference bag, Jed. Ooh, that's a good idea. It sounds to me like you're not drinking your coffee fast <laughs> enough. No, I just, I'm just basically drinking coffee all day, Jeff. <laughs> I've got to keep it warm. All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in again. Obviously, YouTube smashed the subscribe button, the like button. We disabled comments. Compliance told us we couldn't have that there. Um, 
I think people were just linking to porn sites anyway, so it was a waste Pretty of time. Um, but reach out to us if you have any questions or concerns. Thank you for your support, your business, your partnership, and uh, thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Sweet. Peace. Take care. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.